Welcome to the Bad Time Movie Club podcast. This is our second episode. Uh, I am Hannah. Uh, I'm Anna. And I'm Lily. <laughs> uh, so this is our second episode, and after the first, we wanted to talk a little bit about why we're doing this podcast. Um, it's very simple. We we are three friends who met in college, <laughs> and the thing we did the most together in college was watch bad movies. It's what unites us, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We also like good movies. Uh, we've seen a lot of good movies together. Yeah. I feel like I've seen... I've in, I feel like in the past, like, four years of my life, though, I've seen more bad movies than good, which I think is not a bad thing, but just a, a testament to my taste. Yeah, and it's also, like, we do it for fun. We do it to shit on them. Yeah. We don't sit down and, like, silently absorb the movie. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's, it's the a whole academic. Life, at this point, I've definitely seen more bad movies. And you know what? I'm content with that fact. Yeah, I'm a film major and I've seen more bad movies and that's <laughs> that's my education, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a very much a crash course in what not to do, but we love bad movies. We watch them together all the time and apart. Yeah. And apart. Oh. But it's most fun to do it together. Yeah, it really is. It's fun to see. Hence long. the podcast. Watch a bad movie. <laughs> Have a laugh. Yes, I love this podcast because it's just like a conversation we would be having if we were all there together watching the bad movie. Yeah, it's true. Completely. Um, so the movie we're doing today is a movie that we had all previously seen together, uh, se- uh, together but apart in quarantine. Mm-hmm. It is the 2019 Netflix film Secret Obsession. Ooh, the most yeah. on-the-nose name for a film possible. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the first thing I love about it, is that it's named like a Lifetime movie, yes. despite being a Netflix it film. Just, it's very, the, like, yeah. The vibe of a Lifetime movie as well. A hundred percent. It also... Before we get into the nitty-gritty, I, I again have background info. Did you guys know this was one of the most watched <gasps> Netflix original movies ever? Are you serious? I was shocked by that, but I guess I shouldn't be because I did ask my mom. I did start telling her oh, right. and she was like, I have seen this. And I was like, what? Wait, why would you have seen this movie? What is the metric on that, uh, though? Because, like, it came out in 2019. Just, like, the rate? It's how many watched in a certain period of time. Okay. So 40 million people watched this in 28 days. Wow. Wow. I know. Why do you think do it's that? like mostly, do you think it's mostly like Hallmark watching moms then? Because I, I hadn't heard about it at all from like our generation because we're watching, you know, like whatever, the perfect, perfect date or like youth Booth. films. Mm. So it's. Well, it's like the Jennifer Aniston, Adam Sandler movie that oh. blew up, but I didn't hear anything about until later. The one what about the vacations? The, the, mix, the, the blending, what is it called? That one? It's like, it's like American Holiday. It's like a holiday. They're on a cruise. Oh. I forget the name. Never mind. Did you guys know that another um, Jennifer Aniston, Adam Sandler movie, my mom was in and they touched her boobs in it? Ah! Both of them at the same time? Yeah, one on each boob. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> Just a little fun fact. Um, So, yeah, so this movie is from just a couple of months ago. It was hugely popular. It stars Brenda Song. Do you guys know what I think Brenda Song's most iconic role is? Uh, Fucking social network. network. (laughs) 
network yeah obviously <laughs> sex in the bathroom <laughs> sex in the bathroom public restroom sex that's it we also know uh, you so she well. really brought that same energy to this film yeah icon um the guy who plays the stalker i didn't recognize him at all uh, and he but he was in the help he was in cloverfield oh and he was in one of my favorite my family's favorite movies of all time she's out of my league oh Wow. I don't think I've ever I seen have literally, But the other ones make he, sense to me. He has a very generic face, I must admit. I feel like he looks like Jamie Dornan with glasses throughout this whole film. Oh. You're so right. Like when Jamie Dornan okay, so right. had his beard. This might be jumping the gun a bit, but the first time that we watched it, and I'm sure Anna's written this down somewhere, in the same vein of that he looks like a generic white man, he looks like a human tie. Yes. Right, that's what you said, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> Which he does look like a human tie. That is completely one hundred percent right. <laughs> He's so generic looking. He looks like he works in an office, and that's it. And he does. <laughs> and and he, does. he does. He does. <laughs> he does. So this movie is a very sparse cast. There's really only one person that we haven't mentioned who's in it, and it's the Allstate yeah. guy. Put some respect on his name, Dennis Habert. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. But that's the thing. He was so good in this, but the first time we watched it together, I was like, oh, he sounds like the Allstate guy, but I never actually thought it was the oh, Allstate yeah. guy. Oh, yeah, he's so distinctly the Allstate guy. Yeah, on, on the rewatch, <laughs> it took me, like, halfway through the movie to remember that he is the Allstate guy. I was really? Like, His voice is so distinct. <laughs> I feel like we cleared this up before, but I was watching it, and I was like, he looks so familiar. He says many Allstate-related things. <laughs> yeah. Like, at the at one point in the police precinct, he's like, this was no accident. The cars were in a collision. And I thought that was... Yes. They could just retape that as yeah. an Allstate ad. Yes. Um, so, this movie has a 4.3 out of 10 on IMDb. <laughs> Shit. Wonderful. And uh, I'm going to give uh, a one-sentence plot synopsis. Great before we go into description of the film, which will contain tons of spoilers. So if you're worried about being spoiled for Secret Obsession, this is not the episode for you. (laughs) Excellent. So after suffering a car accident, Jennifer wakes up amnesiac in a hospital room with a man who tells her he is her husband. But as coincidences begin to unfold, she begins to suspect that she cannot trust what she remembers. That was good. That was pretty good. That's that's the movie. <laughs> that's the whole movie. <laughs> that that literally is the whole movie. So starting spoilers now, I want to say that we're going to talk about this more at the end when we talk about if we can save the movie or not. But I feel like the promo for this movie destroys any kind of suspension there might have been. Exactly. Yeah. There's no suspense whatsoever because the whole time you're watching it being like, oh, well, this is clearly the bad guy. No. You already know he's the bad guy. So my first background note before I started watching the movie, the current thumbnail on Netflix for this movie shows Jennifer with her real husband. Oh my God, really? (laughs) That's the one I had. It's like a picture of Jennifer, Brenda Song, with her real husband and the stalker glaring at that image. Awesome. Way to go, Netflix. I mean, I feel like, (laughs) and I've said this to everyone I've discussed this movie with, who is not you guys, um, that the first time you watch this movie, there is some suspense in the sense that you're like, could it really be this obvious? They're going to drop something on me, right? Right. Because it is just so clearly obvious. Like, 
Yeah. Maybe he is her husband, but he's just, like, abusive and, like, horrible and something happens. She right, right. Remember. But it really is just cut and dry. Well, yeah. The, For I think, me, the yeah. only suspense is when he's going to get her. Exactly. Right. Because, like, the suspense comes from, like, will she escape? Not, like, oh, no, what is the truth? <laughs> I just wanted there to also, be some sort of twist. So well, the badly. thing is, they try also to do the that. Also, the tagline. They, like, they try to do that, right? Which, this is jumping the gun as well, but, like, there's a sort of a red herring with, like, the weird guy in the convertible, but that they never, nothing comes of that whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, he's we'll gone there. in the first 20 minutes. But we'll get there. So the tagline for this film is, be careful what you remember, which is not something you can control. (laughs) Wait, no, that's so funny. That makes no sense. That's like the, what's the succession tagline they make of? (laughs) Hannah, what is it where it doesn't make sense? We hear you. We hear for you. Oh, we hear for you. We hear for you, but but here is spelled H-E-R-E or H-E-A-R. Oh, fuck. It's that kind of thing. It makes no sense. It's completely illegible, <laughs> and I loved the tagline so much. Be careful what you remember. <laughs> oh, no. So, uh, let's get into the recap, yeah. shall we? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the opening scene is very suspenseful. It's Brenda, uh, a.k.a. Jennifer, being chased by an unseen assailant. I actually thought this scene was really good and scary. With a knife. Mm-hmm. With a knife. Uh, she... She is chased into a public bathroom and stands on the toilet, and she's able to successfully lure him in and then lock him in that public bathroom, which I thought was cool. Smart. But she's also so loud when she breathes that it's stressful. <laughs> yeah. Scream gasps immediately when he enters. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, she locks him in. She tries to escape in her own car, but it's been towed to his pickup truck. I, w- I want to say a something white about pickup this truck. first. Mm-hmm. Like... She tries to start the car, and at first the car is not starting. And that has nothing to do mm-hmm. with the pickup being attached to it. But she's, like, no, super it's just rich. Bad. So there's no reason why her car... She's, like, super rich. Is she rich. super like, why rich? Is, her car not is she super I, rich? I, I, I think Ma, okay. she is. Because of the house? No, but here's the thing. We got confused about this last time, because we thought the house they spend the majority of the movie in but it's was not, her house. Right? It's his house. It's, it's the no. it's the bad guy's house, right? Wait. No, it's the bad guy's house. I thought it was her and her husband's house, but that's so. And no, this the, no, I think wait, but because Williams <laughs> is not his real last name, right? Yeah, but because they they pe- all right, we'll get we're there, gonna get we'll there, get we're there. gonna get there. Okay, because <laughs> we'll get we'll get too caught up okay. in this if we okay, start really. now. Correct. So yeah, so she tries to escape in her car. Uh, but it's been towed to his. So she exits the car and she runs into the road and she gets hit so, so hard, hard by an oncoming vehicle. Yep. Yeah. And there you have the first bone crunch of the movie. Keep a count. Oh my God, bone crunch, literally bone crunch count. Thank you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, and also whenever people get hit and hit by cars in movies, it always looks like they've been like gently tapped. Mm-hmm. This time it was brutal. Yeah, this car hit, hit her so hard. <laughs> And then there's immediately, like, three guys who roll up, and I can't tell if they're all in one car or it's, like, a row of cars, but how do none of them run after the guy mere feet away in the pickup truck? Yeah. Lots of questions here. (laughs) So, Jennifer is being rushed to the hospital, and she starts having flashbacks about her wedding, and she is marrying a man that we can't see, Mm -hmm. 
who says, I'll love you forever in a day. And it's very sweet and romantic. And then she also has a flashback to being attacked in her home. Sure. As we go through this movie, it seems like these are the only two memories Jennifer ever recovers. (laughs) That's so true. She doesn't have any memories of her family nor her friends. Wait, also, she only ever important that it's a fireplace, right? Like that she's in front of a fireplace. Yes. Okay. Put a pin in that. So, yes. So she remembers seeing uh, an assailant with a knife in front of a fireplace. Um, and she remembers marrying her husband, but she can't see his face. Mm-hmm. But she can hear his voice. And it is his voice the whole time in the memory. I have a note about this, too. I actually really liked that they kept it his voice. I didn't even um, notice. So <laughs> she, is, she is going into surgery. She looks fucked up. Yeah. Her body is a mess. Did her face look that crazy before she was hit? Because I was like, she didn't land on her face, did she? No. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think I think her face went through the windshield oh. a little bit. <gasps> oh. Ow. I know. Yeah. So as she's going into surgery, uh, a young man enters the hospital. He's wearing glasses. He looks like a tie. And he's very distraught. <laughs> <laughs> and his name. Uh, he goes up to a yeah, nurse. Okay. Yeah. He goes up to a nurse and he's like, I got a call that my wife has been in an accident. I'd like to see her. He doesn't say his wife's name and he doesn't say his name. And she goes, well, she's in surgery right now. You can't <laughs> see her. Awesome. Pick up on that. <laughs> I didn't pick up on that either. Awesome. I love this nurse who just doesn't do her job right. The nurse does nothing. <laughs> it's awesome. The nurse does nothing, which is amazing considering she's the only person who works in that hospital. <laughs> And she has great eyebrows. Yeah, she really does. She, I thought she was pretty. I liked the nurse, oh, yeah. even though she is not good at being a nurse. The two, my two favorite characters were the nurse and Charlie from The Precinct. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the nurse is like, you can't go into the surgery room. Obviously, he tries to go in there, but she's in the middle of surgery, so he can't get in. Mm-hmm. Security takes him away, brings him back to the waiting room. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, he is sitting on the floor outside the surgery room later, and the nurse, same nurse as before, walks by him, and he says something along the lines of, how's my wife doing? How's she doing in there? <laughs> yep. Again, this nurse doesn't ask, who are you, or can I see your ID? She says, Mr. Williams, your wife has had <laughs> insane brain damage, awesome. and she's not going to remember anything. <laughs> awesome. God. And like at that point, he, I think he, before that he asks, what does she remember? Like that's the first thing that he asks after like, is she okay? And then, then the nurse is like, well, she might not remember anything. And he just has no reaction to that at all. No. I want to I touch on a couple of things here. Um, for one thing, Jennifer hasn't woken up yet, so we no. don't even know. There's no way to verify if any of that was true. Nope. Um, second thing, so Anna, you were keeping a bone crunch tally? Yeah. <laughs> I was keeping a tally of how many times they broke the Hippocratic Oath as <laughs> we went forward. A lot like, of times. Yeah. This was, this was break number two, but it's very significant because you're, even if it's your spouse, they can't tell you anything about a patient's medical condition until the patient has said you can tell them. Awesome. Awesome. I don't know how doctors work. Unless, unless the patient has died. Sure. 
you're not allowed to give them any specifics of like what's going on without that person's consent. Good to know. <laughs> you're also it's against the Hippocratic oath to speculate what might become of their brain after <laughs> oh surgery. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, my dad uh, had a surgery that led to potential brain damage, and my mom said, is he going to be brain damaged? And they were like, there's a 60-40% chance. Jeez. All right. They're not allowed to tell you what they think is going to happen. Right, exactly. It has okay. to be, like, factual. So that's already two hits in terms of the Hippocratic Oath being broken. <laughs> and counting. Also... He got to the hospital. He said, I got a phone call. A phone call never took place. No. True. And the hospital doesn't question that until much later, like weeks later. Well, yeah, and also way later we find out, like, how he identified, like, her or, like, how he proved that they were married. And it was, we'll get to there later, but it was, a, it's a very loose. I have, like, a, my note on that is, like, four lines long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> Um, so we see him again in the waiting room after the nurse has told him that his wife is probably amnesiac. Uh, we see him playing with a lighter that says, to my darling Russell, love Jennifer. Important. (laughs) So we can gather that his name is Russell. Great. Mm -hmm. Also, he lights the lighter in the hospital. You know, he's cool. He's a cool guy. What do you expect? Come on. Which you can't do. (laughs) Um, so after Jennifer is out of surgery, a doctor comes to see him, uh, the nurse, the same nurse again comes to see him and is like, you can see your wife, but she's unconscious. She's Mm -hmm. just come out of surgery. Yeah. He goes in, which I wrote down was a real gamble because he doesn't know if she has amnesia yet. Mm -hmm. So she could just wake up and scream. Yeah. And he leans in and he's like, Jennifer, I don't know if you can hear me. But I'm never leaving. Awesome. I'm always going to be here for you. And, and us as the you, audience are supposed to be like, great guy, very cool, no bad vibes at all. Good like, I, uh, Good guy. <laughs> he, and he kisses her on her forehead bandage. Okay, there should be a forehead kiss count. I should have kept count because there was a lot of those. There was too many. I, I forgot how many the there were. Kisses. Yeah. No. Gross. Towards the end of the movie, it started making me, like, physically nauseous yeah. watching him kiss yeah. her. Yeah. As he's talking to her, we see the red herring that Lily mentioned watching him creepily through the door. Mm-hmm. And we're like, who is he? And there's, like, a little piano sting. Yeah, like, we're me- I guess the music is meant to tell us that we are supposed to be nervous right now. Great cue. <laughs> you know what was supposed to tell us we were meant to be nervous? Mm-hmm. The fact that he had the mustache that the game maker has in the first Hunger Games. Shit, that's so true. That's so true. Oh my god. (laughs) Um, This is when we meet uh, our hero of the movie in the next scene, the all-state man, Dennis Haysbert. I love him. And you know what you love to see? You love to see when a cop is eating pills like they're nerds. You're like, right away, awesome motif, awesome. He's just just downing them. But no, the first thing that he does, he's buying toys for his dog. Oh, right, right, right. Yes, Yes. that comes first. 
So he's at, like, a random street stand, and he talks to a mom who's buying toys for her little, like, four-year-old daughter, and he's like, they grow up so fast. I'm buying, like, these three things for my daughter. It's her birthday today. Mm-hmm. And then he gets called to a crime scene. Yeah. And like you guys said, he's popping pills like they're Mentos. Yeah. yeah. I don't think Which is never touched on that. again. <laughs> yeah, no, they don't. They don't talk about that. No, they don't. No, he never even takes pills again. <laughs> no, they literally. All of his backstory is like not touched on ever again after this part, like hardly at all. No, it's crazy. I this is the most interesting character in the movie to me. Easily, yeah. easily. Um, so he goes to the crime scene. He finds out that. Uh, Jennifer was hit by this car and that she's in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something important to note, Jennifer had no ID on her when she was hit. The only person who's able to provide any information on her or identify her at the hospital was her husband, mm-hmm. Russell, mm-hmm. who showed up. Uh, Allstate goes to the hospital, talks to Russell, and... Immediately, he's like, were you having problems at home? <laughs> and he's like, no, we were very happy. <laughs> he's like, we dot, were dot, newlyweds. <laughs> he, he's like, we were newlyweds. We just moved to the mountains together to get away from everything and everyone <laughs> and not see anyone anymore. <laughs> Which isn't concerning at all. And the cops, like, mazel. <laughs> <laughs> This does not register for the Allstate man at all. No. He's just like, well, if I get any leads, I'll tell you. Jennifer is still asleep, so none of this really matters for her. Allstate goes home. Man. And And we get the most on-the-nose backstory possible. Yeah. Like, I... I, It's (laughs) awesome. I loved it so much. The voiceovers being like, okay, my favorite voiceover quote, I wrote it down, was, um, you're a cop, why can't you find your own daughter? Which means he's yeah. a cop and he has a daughter. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. So his daughter has gone missing, and he's crying wrapping these do- these presents for her, and we, she went missing. Yeah. They never make it clear if, like, they found a body or not. You're I think right. we just have to assume this girl died. Yeah. yeah. But they never say mm-hmm. it. No. And the line you just said, where it's like, you're a cop, why can't you find your own daughter? Mm-hmm. Did you assume that was his wife? Oh, I, I was wondering about that, but I didn't think too hard. <laughs> uh, well, my, I immediately Rolodexed in my brain. I'm like, who would say this to him? <laughs> true, and that's like, true, that's true. And I'm like, who would, be, who would be insensitive enough to say this to his face? <laughs> and I was like, it would have to be his wife. Yeah. But the wife, if it is his wife, she only sounds angry. Like, there's no There's no sadness there. Or, like, yeah. sadness or guilt. Yeah. She's only angry. She's like, you're a cop. Yeah. She's like, this again. It's, it sounds like well, she's just kind of making yeah. fun of him, honestly. True. <laughs> well, what also confuses me about the entire backstory as a whole, uh, is it meant to be like, well, because he couldn't solve this case, he has to solve this other one. Like, is that it? I, I don't understand that either, because it's, like, two totally different situations, whereas, like, yeah. a 10-year-old girl got kidnapped, and, like, a full-ass adult, like, something Was chased by a man with a knife. not sure what it is, like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very different cases. Yeah. They're not at all similar. Like, I guess technically they're both kidnapping cases, but 
other than that, they're not at all similar. But they don't really no. know it's a kidnapping case until the end. Until later, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> until he gets there and sees that she's been kidnapped. <laughs> so he has a closet in his home full of gift-wrapped presents for his daughter that he's never given her, and he just stands in front of it and cries. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which, which is... That kind of hurt me. I... It made me sad, but I was also... The first time we watched this, I thought that was going to go somewhere. And now knowing that it didn't, it kind of made me laugh. <laughs> yeah. It's unnecessary. Right. <laughs> so, uh, Jennifer is waking up at the hospital. Oh, right. And that, and yes. <laughs> this is the first time we've seen a medical professional, other than the nurse, uh, leading Russell down the hallway. And he's like, Jennifer's woken up. She does actually have amnesia, so she remembers her name and her parents and things like that, which isn't yeah, true. Yeah, it's not true at yeah, all. Yeah, it's does not, not true. She not remember her maiden name. She no, remembers her parents. She, remembers, she just does not yeah. remember her maiden name. Yeah. She also, she, just like as she a doesn't side remember, note, like why... Okay, two things. One is that I love that he calls the doctor Doc. I think it's very good and very cute of him. Two, I don't understand, yes. like, the, the level of memory loss, like, what, that he was expecting her to have. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is one of my biggest complaints about this film, is, like, so, he, like, was Russell planning on her losing her memory? Or did he find out that she was going to lose her memory and then pull this entire plan together as soon as the doctor said that? Do you know what I'm saying? I also, I said this the first time we were watching it together, and I honestly can't tell, because he seems to have expected her to have lost all of her memory. It's kind of an all-or-nothing situation, yeah. because if she remembers even a little bit, he exactly. can't pull this off. Right. Yeah. Um, and I know this movie exists in the fantasy world of bad movies, but I think there's never been a case of amnesia where someone has forgotten literally everything about their life yeah yeah i don't think but yeah. like yeah um i when i was working my first job i knew a girl with legitimate amnesia mm -hmm. okay and it's just a chunk okay yeah that's what yeah. um you don't forget everything and really what it would ultimately cause problems for especially because the doctor says during this that her hippocampus has been severely uh damaged you're not going to be able to form new memories very well. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, true. But she does that no problem. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think what must have gone down is he was waiting to see if she would remember nothing, <laughs> mm -hmm. which she did. And then the plans would go. Um, and, and then he was like, all right, let's go. Right. And he ordered all of the Photoshop stuff on <laughs> Spotify. <laughs> oh, my God. So he goes in, well, no, hang on, my last note on this, the do the way the doctor is talking, he also breaks the Hippocratic Oath <laughs> twice, and the funniest thing that happens is, he's like, Doc, is my wife going to remember me or not? And the doctor goes, no, she doesn't remember you, but we're going to get her there, I promise. Awesome. Mm. Not a promise not you can a make. promise a doctor can yeah, make. Nope. I don't nope. think so. That is in the first episode of Grey's Anatomy, is that you can't oh, right. promise things <laughs> to <right>. family members. <gasps> Shit. <laughs> so I just thought that was funny that the doctor was like, I promise you, yeah. we're going to get her there. Wow. So he goes in to see her. He's like, hey, Jen, it's me. And he touches her and she like flinches. 
Great start. Yeah. Uh, um, and he's immediately like, hey, it's okay. Like, do you remember who I am or anything that's happened? And she's like, no, I actually only know that my name is Jennifer. <laughs> no. <laughs> and it's not even clear if she really knows that or if she's just believing that when people tell her. Oh, God. Yeah. Also, she's like, I don't even know your name, which I mean, she shouldn't. But the whole thing, like right before he walks in, she's staring at these flowers and the name on the flowers very clearly says, get well soon, Russell Williams. And it's like this bouquet <laughs> of flowers. Like, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> she's like, I don't even know your name. And I was like, can't you make a guess? <laughs> and his full name too. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so yeah. funny. So, yeah, he tells her that he is her husband, Russell Williams, awesome. and that he's going to be there for her during her recovery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, back at the police station, uh, Allstate is interviewing the man who hit her with his car. Right. This man seems to have gotten off with no punishment for hitting a woman at 90 miles per hour. Yeah, he's, like, exasperated about it. He's like, we're not pre- pressing charges, and I'm like, why not? Why yeah, really, why not? Because <laughs> Allstate says, were you speeding? And the guy goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and his next line is literally, don't worry, we're not pressing charges. <laughs> awesome. And it's not Allstate's decision on whether or not they're pressing charges. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Brenda Song doesn't remember getting hit by the car, so I guess he's off scot-free, but... But everyone else does. He's like a bold... Well, and it's also, like, even if he wasn't speeding, he hit her so hard that she doesn't know who she is anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's rough to live with, huh? I guess that's its own punishment. Yeah. But nobody even... <laughs> but he, yeah, the guy is just, like, surly about being questioned again, and I'm like, you've ruined this woman's life. <laughs> he doesn't even know the extent to, of what he did to no, her. No, he doesn't. Um, so he's questioning, uh, the guy who hit Jennifer and the guy says that he saw a white pickup truck dragging another car away because Jennifer's car from that night has gone missing. Mm-hmm. And so all states, like, there was obviously someone else there, like whether or not it was that car, like she came in that car or she got dropped off or whatever. And meanwhile, his boss is like, don't look into this. There's nothing suspicious <laughs> about this. I also have that note where I'm like, why is the police chief uninterested in solving a crime? <laughs> he's like, don't dig. It's like he's hiding something. <laughs> and also, he callously brings up Allstate's dead daughter. <laughs> Fuck. Oh my god, you're right. That's so grim. Because Allstate comes up to him completely normally, like, this is really suspicious and I think we should look more into it. And his boss is like, I know this is the week your daughter died, but you really need to calm down. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> It's insane. And everyone's acting like Allstate is like this renegade cop for looking into this case. When I think this is just basic police procedural for this kind of behavior yeah, and accident. Yeah, pretty straightforward. <laughs> because this woman gets hit by a car in like a grisly accident. Mm-hmm. A man who nobody can identify takes her out of the hospital and then she goes missing. Yep. Yeah. 
You would hope the police would look into that. <laughs> you would hope. Uh, my next question is, so we go back to Jennifer and Russell in the hospital. Yep. And she's looking through a yes. scrapbook of photos. Of course she is. Awesome. Uh, I loved all the scrapbook scenes. Every single one. Well, can we address the, the big elephant in the room, which is... the Okay, so he's she's looking through pictures, and it's like, oh, family photos, oh, childhood photos. And then it's a photo of the two of them together, and it's like he cut out a picture of his face and glued it on top of another person's face. And, and I, don't, I, still, like. I still don't know if we are meant to be like, yeah, that, that looks good, or not. <laughs> I think... After seeing it twice and knowing that it's, like, shitty Photoshop on purpose, like, he makes glaring mistakes in movie. Yeah, like, with I the think we're supposed like to it. think it looks bad. But why does so it then it gives it away so immediately. Yeah. <laughs> she so just like, had brain surgery. Well, yeah. She doesn't remember seeing a photo before, <laughs> you guys. Oh, no, she's, she's never seen a photo. Like, even later, when she, she sees a... Di- well, we'll get into that. She's like, it's weird. She's like, this is a red flag. <laughs> Oh my god. Um, yeah, she. There's so many moments where I'm like, I've taken several notes where it's like Brenda Song notices something obviously wrong and just keeps going about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she goes to the scrapbook. She sees photos of herself as a child, photos of her as with her parents, and then photos of her with Russell. And his face is obviously photoshopped over another face. Yeah. But- and you guys can tell me if I'm wrong. I wasn't able to look this up, but I think the actor who plays her real husband is not the same race no as yeah yeah so like the skin tone is not right no it's completely off i don't know if they're like a different race or whatever but the skin tone is very very different and just like the neck versus the face also the dimensions of the head yeah it's just like it looks like (laughs) she put it she he glued it on top of the neck and cut off part of the neck so the neck's like half the size of it was (laughs) yeah it's comically done also, spoiler, and we'll talk about this more later, but uh, my question was, did he kill her parents before or after she had the amnesia? Wait, did... Before? Before. That's a good question. Bef- Excellent question. Because, but why would he? Like, if he was... Because I think... because well, No, because what it was is she is, like, this is jumping ahead, but also it's broad. He, it, we later find out that, like, he has to kill everyone that's close to her for vengeance because he never got to love her so he like goes to kill the parents and then goes to kill the husband and then was gonna kill her but then she got into this accident and he was like great for me oh okay that, this, that's, that's okay. i was not clear on what his original plan was and i realized that by the end i was like was he just gonna kill her or was he gonna kidnap her anyway i like just think her so will? <laughs> like was it serendipitous? It gets murkier the farther we go on. But the yeah. thing is, yeah, I was I was also unclear of the timeline of his crimes. But so he tells her, because she says something to him where she's like, have you been in contact with my parents? They oh, must right. be worried about me. And he goes, baby, they passed away two years ago. There was a fire. And she's yeah. like, oh. And she, yeah, she's just kind of like, oh. And that's the end of it. It's never spoken of again. I don't know why then he did the thing also set them on fire. <laughs> Maybe he did. Mm-hmm. It's so unclear from their bodies. <laughs> we'll get to that. That's very gruesome, and we will get there. Okay. So um, then we go through this very long montage of mm-hmm. Jennifer at the hospital getting better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
she's playing memory games. She's going through physical therapy. We see, like, a cute little montage of her, like, wheelchairing around with Russell, and they're being very sweet and domestic. Um, And then she solves, like, one memory game, and she's ready to go. (laughs) And he, like, films her cutting a piece of chicken. And I'm like, where's that video going to go? Tell me. (laughs) I could have done without all of the close-ups of hospital food that there were in that montage. There were so many. There were so many of just, like, gray chicken. And Jello. Mm-hmm. Um, also, obviously, the plot is focused on other things. But after she leaves the hospital, she never does memory games or physical therapy again. You're so right. Which, which I was like, maybe his plan is to let her muscles like atrophy, so she's totally <gasps> dependent on him. So possible. Yeah. But then I was like, well, he still wants to have sex with her, so her she can't fully be paraplegic if this is no. his end goal. But he's maybe he's letting his her like brain atrophy or like her brain not like uh, continue to strengthen itself. That's horrifying. That's true. <laughs> it's horrifying. Um, and maybe she was doing memory games off screen when he kept locking <laughs> yeah, her maybe. in that room. But. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so again, uh, as he's helping her into the car to go home, uh, she has two more flashbacks from her two memories, which are wedding and accident. Yep. There's <laughs> actually two genders. Uh, they it's drive- wedding and accident. <laughs> wedding and accident. Uh, Anna, are you wedding or accident? I'm wedding. I'm accident. Lily? I'm accident. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm recessive accident main wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so they drive to their house in the mountains, and it's very isolated and a creepy set piece, but also I really loved the house. Oh, yeah, it's oh, a great house. Um, I thought it was a great set piece. that They they do, like, a whole tour they of They really the do. Yeah. It's a giant house and for it's, two people. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful house, and there's so many rooms in a lot of areas when they do the tour where I was thinking oh, this would be, like, a really great place to do something scary in. Mm-hmm. But then they only use two rooms. <laughs> it's also the most, it's, like, the most inaccessible house I've ever seen. There are steps into every room. <laughs> you have, and obviously the stairway is, like, a huge factor in the film, but just, like, every room has a step. And so it, she is truly trapped in every way possible. She's trapped. In a wheelchair. Yeah, so Brenda is still in a wheelchair at this point. Yeah. With a cane. She has a cane. Her, yeah. But she she spends most of the movie in the mm-hmm. wheelchair, yeah. which I thought was actually kind of cool because it set up a lot of uh, m- moments for her that were very tense yeah. that wouldn't normally be, yeah. right? Because she's still very injured, right? Um, I love the house, and I all, I have a note where it's like they go into the the living room, oh god, and they're in front of the fireplace, and obviously she has another trauma flashback to accident in yeah. front of the fireplace. Did you write down what he said? I did. <laughs> he says. Um, I wish you could remember <gasps> our honeymoon. We didn't even leave this room. And it's and like, that made my stomach churn. Bad. And like, yeah, just like knowing, obviously knowing both in the moment, but also hindsight that he just deeply is not her husband. Just like what he, what is what does he fantasize about? What is the extent that he believes that is insane? The thing is. It's interesting that you say that because it is obviously creepy because he's not her husband. But in the moment where he said that, I was just in the situation of being Brenda Song mm-hmm. and like believing that this man is your husband. Oh, but really, still only weird having a relationship say. with him. Yeah, because he's like right now they're still only on a level of it's like acquaintance. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. Not not very tactful to bring up like crazy sex that you had in the living room at this point. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, because she still doesn't even really. Obviously, she never knows him. But even in this situation, it's like you don't know who this is. No. And that he's talking very intimately about like your sexual relationship even though the most you've ever talked about is like how's your leg feeling today <laughs> right yeah so i i didn't like that at all um he takes her up to the bedroom he bridal carries her mm-hmm. uh and the bed is not very big for two no. people no. which i think was supposed to be a tip off that this was not a married person's home <laughs> not true didn't think about that um he keeps making a lot of... I think there's another cut to the Allstate guy here, isn't there? Not yet, I don't think. Okay. All the, I think that what okay. comes so next they is have... that they settle and then they have, like, a romantic dinner. We, we, we did okay. this one cut to the creepy guy, where I think, where he left her flowers, but that was way back in the hospital. But I did have a note on it because oh, true. he says very creepily, and I don't know why he said it this way. When the nurse asks, asks who he is, he's like, I'm a concerned party. And he's, true, like, glaring true. at her the whole time. And I'm like... <laughs> and my question is, if he's really that concerned about her, why, doesn't why he did inquire? he not say more yeah. than that? Yeah. <laughs> really weird. He just... Because the thing is, even if nothing had gone wrong and he had been able to speak to Jennifer, she doesn't remember anything. No. So she wouldn't have been able to, like, confirm or deny anything. No, not at all. So, yeah, so we had that red herring guy again. Yeah. He's a concerned citizen. Um, Jennifer and Russell have a romantic dinner, and she says something. Oh, because Allstate guy calls Russell before this dinner. Right, That's the being connection. like, we want to bring Jennifer to the precinct so we can question her. And he's like, uh, I'm not so sure. And he's like, coming at 11. And Russell says yes, and Jennifer overhears him and then brings it up, right? Yes, yes. And I, so, I was kidding with Jennifer here because she's in an immediate snoop. She's al- already just like <laughs> eavesdropping, eavesdropping on the conversation. I'm like, that is me in this house. That's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, so Russell is like, yeah, I'll bring Jennifer down to the station at 11 for questioning. And then he doesn't do that, nope. which immediately for me puts this movie on a timer. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, okay, now you're... Now the cops know you're hiding her, so this isn't going to last. Yeah. No. Another thing that Allstate man says on this phone call that really gets me good is when he's, like, he's he's talking about things they found out so far from the investigation and, like, talking to the other witnesses. And he's like, yeah, mm-hmm. this other guy reported having seen a, a pickup truck, a white pickup truck, yeah, from his Cadillac convertible. <laughs> <laughs> like, why did you give him the, the make and model of the car <laughs> well he probably doesn't suspect it's that so the guy's crazy. a murderer just yet huh i know but it makes no sense to just drop that that's very specific information <laughs> <laughs> that's private citizen information and at this point Allstate is already a little suspicious of russell yeah so he basically just uses the white cadillac guy as bait <laughs> to prove that Russell's evil. Yeah, exactly. Straight up. So, yeah, Jennifer hears him uh, saying that he'll do something at 11, and he's promised the cop to bring Jennifer to the station tomorrow at 11. We all know this isn't going to happen. Yeah, and then he covers by being like, oh, it was work, so they wanted to know when I'm going to come back. 
which then Jennifer's like, oh, is work worried about me, maybe? And he's like, no, baby, you quit. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, what? (laughs) Old Jennifer's not a feminist. (laughs) And she actually did Yeah, he's like, you quit? Yeah, they did quit because they had moved out of San Jose. Yeah. Um... But I think right now they're like still in San Jose. Right. Yeah, something or like so. Yeah, he's like, yeah. he's like Jennifer, uh, you quit your job so we could start a family together. Ugh. And you see her kind of like, well, yeah. But she doesn't question it. Nope. Um, but then she says, "No family, no job. Do I have friends?" <laughs> <laughs> Which is a good question. Yeah. Which. I, for me, this would immediately be like, oh, like, this is a red flag. But for her, it's not. And he goes, you have plenty of friends, but they're all on vacation at the same time. (laughs) And names a bunch of names. I was just, like, thinking about it from my own point of view. I was like, if I had just come out of, like, a coma and I didn't have any memories, like... I don't know. And my husband said I had friends. I'd be like, what the fuck? Why don't they want to check in with me directly? Like, it'd be... Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I guess she doesn't... Maybe she doesn't remember them. Yeah, she said she doesn't remember them. But I was just like, if Hannah and Lily didn't check in with me directly... Whack. Oh, my God. And I can't imagine a scenario, <laughs> even if, like, I knew the person was your spouse. Like, if I called actual Russell and I was like, hey, is Anna okay? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, but I'm not going to put her on the phone. Talk to you later. I would... My next call would be to the cops. Yeah, 100%. Funny you say that. I do think I would be, out of the three of us, the most likely to fall into this horrible situation and not find my way out of it quickly, just like Brenda's song. <laughs> but I think you, you said this last time, me. and I think it's true. Yeah, I think we'd save you, but it also is <laughs> I true. Do think, um, I also think it was true, but I do think out of the three of us, uh, me and Lily would most quickly notice that you yeah. were gone. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so it kind of evens out. Yeah. Um, so he tells her that she does have friends, and they're, and so this is another short-term promise he makes. He's like, when they get back from Hawaii next week, they'll call you. Great. And I was like, this is another promise he makes with, like, a very short time period yeah. that he's not going to be able to follow right. through on. Yeah. So my question was, like, how long did he plan to keep this illusion going? I think he was just kind of, like, doing things on the spot. It's sometimes, like, with not conceiving, like, the length of time that that would take. Because I don't think he planned far ahead enough for that. I think he just was lying on the spot at all times. Yeah. And I think he's just lucky. He has, like, generic white man luck. Yeah. Yeah. Not to, not to like sound too creepy, but I was like trying to put myself in his brain during this and I'd be like, okay, after like this period of time, I'd have to Mm -hmm. tell her we're moving. I'd have to like come up with a reason to move. Yeah. But he never tries or even considers leaving this house. No. Hmm. It's crazy. Because he's like, oh, we're in the mountains. No one will find us. It's the biggest house. It's a massive home. Mm -hmm. There's no way someone couldn't find them there. (laughs) No. And then from here, is that when we get back to the red herring guy? Uh, Yes. Uh, But my last note, because I said this when we were watching it together, Mm -hmm. they're having dinner together and he pours her white wine and the bottle says it's Pinot Grigio, (laughs) but it's clearly a Chardonnay bottle. (laughs) Thank you, wine store Hannah. Thank you. Wine store Hannah makes her appearance. And that annoyed me so much because they're such different bottles. (laughs) Like no one would ever serve Pinot Grigio in a bottle with that kind of shape. 
That's it so made funny. me really mad as someone who was training to be a wine expert before quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so right after this, yes, Russell confronts our red herring, the concerned citizen, who also turns out to be the owner of the white Cadillac. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's nighttime. And he follows this man to his house. And the guy... He's like, hey, I want to talk to you. Why are you asking about Jennifer Williams? And the guy turns around. He's like, what do you care? Instead of just going into his house, which is what I would have done. And the guy goes, and Russell goes, I care a lot because I'm her husband. And he starts (laughs) beating ass with a crowbar. (laughs) Yeah. And And I feel like we're probably meant, like, at the top of the scene to be like, ooh, we're about to find out about this guy. But we don't. He's just walking into his home. And then Russell... He was legit a concerned citizen. <laughs> Legitimately. Yeah, well then, yeah, because Russell, like, chokes him out and then pulls him to the floor. The car alarm goes off and then bone crunch count goes up and he kills him. Bone crunch, too. He snaps his too. neck. <laughs> yeah, he fucking snaps his neck. And then we're like, Now, I want to say this right now. We, what we know about Russell, whose real name is Ryan, yes. is that Ryan worked in an office as like a tax accountant Mm -hmm. yeah how can he snap necks oh good question Uh, i i don't know (laughs) why did he have that strength how does he know to do that dude the truth of the matter is that he's an incel and he's been like preparing for this his entire life incels can do anything he has their minds too yeah he has the rage of the incel community behind him yep um uh, are you guys recording still okay? Yes. Yep. I think so, yes. Okay, awesome. And a rogue thunderstorm came through here, so I was nervous. And I Ooh. went silent for a bit. But you know what? We're back. Awesome. Okay, great. Um, so, Brenda wakes up in the night, and she goes, Russell, what's that noise? And she sees that he's not in bed with her, and she looks outside to see him... A person. Like, she sees him burying what is obviously a body. She goes, Russell, there's someone in the backyard. And then she looks up, and it's Russell in the backyard. And she's like, uh-oh. <laughs> and he's digging. I don't know, like, why did why did they leave the outward, or why did he leave that outward-facing door open? Like, we assume he A nice cross breeze. Her, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, if he knew he was going to be burying some bodies, he probably should not have done that. No. Well, and the thing is... This is probably why he thought he could keep Brenda there indefinitely, because he see she sees him digging like a a six foot long ditch. Yep. Not and even then a the ditch. The next morning she's had. <laughs> it's like and then the raised. Next... Yeah, he's pretty. Yeah, the, the next morning she's looking out in the garden and she sees a body in the garden. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a lump that's six feet yeah. long in the ground. <laughs> And it's, it's like, like, huh, she, that's interesting. He basically just put dust on it. She's yeah, just staring literally. at it suspiciously. Doesn't say anything. <laughs> she's not even that suspicious. Like, you see her look a little troubled. No, she's just zoning out. from the fact that he wasn't there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she doesn't seem that worried about it, yeah. which was my first round of Brenda. Sh- Should have picked up the pieces. Yeah. Um... he's starting to feed her breakfast. She's angsting about how she has literally no memories. And he's like, oh, they'll come back over time. And as he's preparing her breakfast, he's like, do you want orange juice? And she pauses and she's like, fresh squeezed? Like with so much delight in her voice. And he's like, see, I told you it would all come back. 
the vaguest su- thing possible. <laughs> and you're supposed to understand that she's recovered a memory, which I would not consider that recovering a memory. No. I would just consider that word association. Or I right? guess. It's like if, if he were to be like, oh, do you want some toast? And she's like, toasted. And he's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're both so thrilled that she said fresh squeezed. Low which, bar. A, it's not a memory. And B, I would think that he would be concerned that she's recovering. Exactly. True. That's also true. Yeah, so he's he's very happy about this for reasons unknown. Um, she, they give, she starts having wedding flashbacks again. Mm-hmm. Um, as she's looking through the scrapbook. Because she likes looking through the scrapbook trying to recover her memories. And she has her wedding flashbacks, and the unknown man becomes fake Russell, yep. the man that she's been spending all Even this time though with. though she right. has the memory with the voice again, and the voice, now that we've heard Russell's fake Russell speak multiple times, it's very clearly not his voice. Yeah, it's just Yes, not. but I actually really liked that they kept it uh, real Russell's voice, because th- then as the audience, we're like, that's not his voice. <laughs> <laughs> and then she also has that wedding night flashback flashback of him <laughs> where he eats pussy <laughs> yes. and, we, and we as the audience are like this man could never could not <laughs> exactly i'm like this is the biggest red flag so far <laughs> um i actually thought it was crazy because this movie's only like pg-13 or whatever the netflix version of that is mm-hmm. and the only like sex oriented scene is uh very woman pleasure centric yeah. woke <laughs> I thought it was woke, but I was also like, I, I didn't want to see that man, even in like her imagination, no, going I didn't down. Want it. Yeah, I didn't like it at all, especially because he was like, was he still wearing his glasses? Either way, no, I didn't like it. he might have been. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> okay, we're gonna move on. Um, but as she's as she's like superimposing, as she's photoshopping this man into, into her, her memory? wedding memories. Yep. She starts to see through the scrapbook, the scrapbook Photoshop. Finally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anna, do you want to explain how she sees yes. through it? Yes, okay. So uh, Jennifer's looking at a photo because they work together from an office party, it seems. Yeah. And mm-hmm. in this photo, uh, they're standing in front of a mirror. So their backs are towards the mirror. And in the very bottom corner of the mirror, you see what is supposedly Russell's hair. But... Fake Russell is like a blonde, light brown blonde, and this guy has dark hair, and she's just—it's <laughs> black it. hair. She's just peering at it, like, hmm, that's weird. <laughs> Curious. <laughs> she says out loud, "That's weird." <laughs> I'm like, it's not just weird, Jennifer. It's not. <laughs> it ain't right. And the th- and it could not be more obvious that it is his reflection and the hair is off. Yeah. And again, it's like a very well-lit photo and the skin tone of his neck and his face still no. don't match at all. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, so at the, so this is the end of that scene. At the police station. No, at this point she tries um, to break into his computer. Oh, that's right. I think the um, precinct so scene happens before she sees the Photoshop because it's really brief. Yes. And it's just like, um, so the, yeah, it's very brief. It's not important. Yeah, the, but that's where we meet Charlie, who you liked. It's true. Well, because it has this dialogue that 
I wrote down I wrote down verbatim because I thought it was so fun. Where Allstate goes, Charlie, how many white pickup trucks do you think there are in the county? And Charlie goes, <laughs> I give up. And then Allstate <laughs> goes, too goddamn many. And I'm like, classic Charlie Allstate relationship. <laughs> I love Charlie. Um, and then I think Allstate I like, like goes to the nurse and like inquires about something, and that's like literally it. Wait, I have a question. Is this the part where he looks up Russell Williams as a name, like in and the he county, doesn't exist? And there's no results. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, how could awesome. I also, I also really liked this scene uh, because my brother owns a white pickup truck, and uh-huh. I think there's like approximately eight billion in the town where I live. Yep. And they always drive up and down my street, and I think it's my brother coming home, and I open the door for him, and it's never him. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so that that one hit me where it hurt. Allstate was totally right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she back at the mountain home, Jennifer tries to break into Russell's computer. She enters her first name, Jennifer, and that doesn't work. And then she enters her married name, Jennifer Williams, mm-hmm. and that doesn't Vain work. Vain of her to think that it's just gonna be some variant of her name. And that's Vain, but correct. <laughs> I mean, she was right, I mean, though, she later. Was, but, still. but the thing is, it's so funny because, like, he's a stalker, so it's kind of okay that his only personality trait is Jennifer. Is, like, but if it was anyone else. Cares about. Yeah. That's justified. But the thing is, with her, with Brenda Song in this movie, she has no traits other than, like, suspicion because she's amnesiac like yeah. she she can't not have any traits. suspicion just like confusion because she's not really that suspicious just yet she's just like hmm i wonder what this means mm-hmm. she's still i would say she's a little suspicious at this point because she's trying to get into his computer at this point yeah i would agree um but so he comes home before she can crack the code and he gives her a new cell phone because she lost hers during the accident mm-hmm. um but as she unlocks it, there's no service. And she says, there's no service on this phone. And he says, he says, well. yeah, well, welcome to the mountains. <laughs> but here's the thing. Two days ago, Jennifer saw him taking a call at their mountain home. Yeah, true. Yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about that either. God, awesome. I guess Jennifer didn't either because she never questions it. Mm-mm. <laughs> But it made me mad because I thought of it both times. I was like, Jennifer, you just saw him take a call. Oh. <laughs> um, but she's not suspicious. And we know that because uh, later they're in bed together. And he's so shirtless. He's so shirtless uh, to a point. I, I didn't like it. The, I think he's a good looking man. His character in She's Out of My League, like, he plays the good looking friend and he's very cute in that movie. But in this movie, I guess he does a really good job because he freaked me out in every scene yeah. he was in. He's like, he's like weirdly juiced up in the way that, like, dudes you went to high school with get juiced up just because. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Also, yeah. Why? I don't know. I, I found it strange. I don't know how much time has passed by this point that he would get into bed with her certain no i wrote that down too it's so weird how how he would think i mean it makes sense why he would want it to be okay but why she would be like this is totally cool for me Mm -hmm. they also haven't even like kissed up until this scene like he's just been forehead kissing her yeah um so despite the fact that she knows he's fucking with her and that he might be a murderer she Mm -hmm. initiates sex with him she initiates? 
Because he kisses her on the forehead, and then she kisses him on the lips, and then she pulls him in again to start making out. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, she initiates um, oh, I, maybe she doesn't initiate sex, but she definitely initiates, like, passionate kissing. Passionate kiss, petting. sure. Yeah. Um, and then he puts his hand on her thigh, and she has another flashback <laughs> to the accident. Where a yeah. scary man grabs her thigh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Where someone scary grabs her thigh with the same hand. Yeah, yeah. but later in the flashback where it's revealed that it, she did see him, he's nowhere near her. <laughs> like, no. He's no, not, even, not at he's all. He's not close enough to have grabbed her thigh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the accident flashbacks are very confusing to me. Um, especially because there's a scene where she's running away from him and she runs past a room that is just full of candles. Did you guys see this? No, I did not catch that. In in her scene, yeah, when she's in her home running away from him, she runs past a room that's full of, like, candelabras that are uh. lit and nothing else. So, wait, are we meant to... Okay, so when she's, like, in these flashbacks and we, like, see more of it later, when she's running away from him, are we meant to believe that she's in the home that she shares with the real Russell? And so the only reason why the f- I would like, think yes. why the fireplace in like the big house matters is because it jogs the memory. I think yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. That is so vague, but sure, go off. <laughs> our our biggest clue to that is that she hides in like uh, a folding closet in her flashbacks. Yeah. And there's no folding closets in this home. Fair enough. There you go. <laughs> That's it. Um, but so she pulls away from Russell in fake Russell in in real time Mm -hmm. and she's like I'm sorry I can't and he goes on this like insane dude he snaps he really yells it's crazy like he's like I'm your husband and you won't fuck me after all I've done for you recently (laughs) yeah like like it's so it's crazy that he like grabs her arm and twists it yeah and she's like you're hurting me and he's like I don't care he doesn't say that he thinks it But he grabs her arm, twists it, and he's mad at her because they're not having sex. And he said, yeah, he, Anna, you're right. He says something where he's like, I waited in that hospital room for yes. weeks. So fucked. Meanwhile, she's so like, and you think, don't leg. you think I deserve more? Uh, it was really scary. I think all of the scary scenes in this movie are actually very effectively scary. Yeah, I agree. Um, so she, she's afraid. But again, Brenda can't walk very well, so she pulls out of his grip, and she, like, just worms to the other side of the bed and, mm-hmm. like, wraps herself up in the blankets like a burrito. Yep. Yep. And he's like, okay, fine, and he walks downstairs. Yeah. Yep. Like, it's just crazy, because um, at this point, like, obviously, like, we we must suspend disbelief for the sake of the film and also all these things, but, like, for him to do all those things and then her to, like, be like, mm, I'm mad at you. But I'll forgive you once you bring flowers in later. Like, that's insane. Mm. Like, that's game over. Yeah. And I think we're supposed to excuse a lot of this on her, like, not having any memory sure, of, like, what I this guess. relationship is supposed to be yeah. like. But I think I think it would have been more interesting, Anna, like you said at the beginning, where it wasn't just, like, clear-cut between, like, this is my husband, he isn't my husband. Yeah. I think if they had spent more time being, like, this maybe this is my husband and we just have like an abusive relationship right well that's the thing is like at the first romantic dinner she's like were we happy and he was like we are happy and i'm like okay which which read to me is in like he gives off bad vibes immediately no matter what 
Yeah. You know, like right. creepy guy vibes. <laughs> yeah, I I wish they had spent like just a little more time with her like being confused as to what this relationship was between them. Yeah. Instead of being like this relationship never happened at all. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, because then he goes downstairs and he has like cameras on her and we're like, awesome. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We find out after that that he has cameras all over the house, um, which only goes to show that he's creepy because he never uses the cameras to do anything evil. True. And he, well, that's like the only time we ever see them used, isn't it? Or my, yeah, he yeah. never uses them again. That's so weird. <laughs> yeah. Which we already know he's creepy because he just tried to like assault her. Yeah. We don't need the cameras. Yeah, the cameras no, we don't. really come in handy for him later on in the movie. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so Allstate is calling the hospital where Jennifer was discharged from a couple <laughs> yeah. of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. really unclear how much time has passed. Yeah. Um, and he wants to ask, and he gets the nurse on the phone, because the nurse is the only woman who works there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he asks if he can send, if she can send him the security footage from the night Jennifer arrived at the hospital, mm-hmm. because he's still looking for the white pickup truck. Yep, right. And he also asks, Lily, I know you want to talk about this, he also asks how <laughs> Russell proved he was Jennifer's husband. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to tell her how? Well, yeah, because she's like, oh, um, let me look. And she, like, goes through her paperwork and is like, oh, she, oh, yeah, he identified some family members and a back tattoo. And then, then like, the, the next scene, I think, right away, is he goes to a tattoo parlor um, and, like, shows a photo of the tattoo. And we meet this awesome one-liner gay tattoo artist who's like, you want a tattoo? I have a cool nose piercing. And they, like, have this banter, and then he, like... I also don't understand. So it's, like, a tattoo with the letter A and, like, some leaves around it. And then, so he shows the photo to this tattoo artist who pulls up, like, a book of family crests that he has. And I can't tell if we're meant to think Mm -hmm. that, like, every tattoo artist has this book of identical family crests or if she got it done (laughs) here, which is one question. But also then the other question is, if, if... if her, if Jennifer is like, my name is Jennifer Williams, and she's like taking a shower, what does she think the tattoo stands for? Like, here's does, my theory. I don't think she can see the back tattoo. Okay, this is this is, and this is possible. This That's completely possible. That was like my thought. I yeah. Okay. I legit think she doesn't know she has a back tattoo. Yeah. All right. Um, but I do want to before we move on because I did love that scene where he goes to the tattoo parlor. Yeah. Um. I do think it's crazy that, because this is a 2019 movie, yeah, that you can identify someone as your spouse by identifying family members in a back tattoo. That can't be right. I don't... <laughs> Lily, if you, any one of your Instagram followers could go to a hospital <laughs> and positively claim like, to be wife. your spouse. <laughs> You're right. I just think there's many deep failings in this hospital. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it's a little bit before this scene, um, Allstate also calls Charlie and says, hey, how did Russell say he knew that Jennifer w- arrived at the hospital if she didn't have her cell phone mm-hmm. and, or any identification? And Charlie says, that's the interesting part. <laughs> he says the hospital called him, but we can't find any trace of a call that took place. And I'm like, Charlie, why didn't you give him this information earlier? <laughs> Charlie's dumb as rocks, and I love him. 
<laughs> Thanks, Charlie. I was mad at Charlie because the way he said that's the interesting part. I'm like, how long have you been sitting on this information, Charlie? <laughs> <laughs> it's like he was waiting to bring it up at like an office party. Right? Yeah, that's exactly what he's saying. <laughs> well, also, didn't he also in that call say about like, oh, yeah, we didn't have to run a DNA test because the husband was like there. Which I think they have to do it. Yeah, anyway. that's definitely wrong. <laughs> Yeah, this movie did not have a great understanding of uh, how hospitals work. I remember I was lambasted in screenwriting class because I did, a, like, a bunch of background research on uh, legal offices for a script I was writing. Uh-huh. And I got one thing wrong, and, like, every girl in that class was oh like, you my fucking god. moron. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and it seems to me that Netflix is a lot more forgiving on fronts like that, because yeah. this hospital lives in Candyland. <laughs> <laughs> the rules do not matter. uh so yeah the tattoo was interesting because like you said it's a heritage tattoo which i guess you get a different initial for whatever your uh last name is yeah Yeah. so he like the the tattoo guy is like oh yes let me look at my book of heritage tattoos and this exact image is the exact same and so her last name is alan yeah, I didn't know. Yes, her name's that Jennifer Allen. I didn't know that was real. Is that real? Yeah. Like, you can just have I, a picture and that represents your exact last name. Yeah, I have no It clue. is, but I think they're different everywhere. I don't That's think what I would he think. could go to any tattoo parlor. Yeah. And get that confirmed. I also think it's funny that he only had the picture and we never see Jennifer with that tattoo. No. Which proves that Brenda Song didn't want to go through makeup to get the t- tattoo put on her. And I respect that. It's an ugly tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> It was a really ugly tattoo. Yeah. And after he finds out her name is Alan, he's immediately like in his car searching Jennifer Allen. And once again, I yeah. once again I am astounded that there is only like one Jennifer one. Allen in the immediate a- area. These are so yeah. common in the state names. of California. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. There and, are zero and, Russell Williamses and one Jennifer Allen. Yeah, that's confusing. Also, to me. Russell Williams was her husband's real name, so how are there zero oh, Russell yeah. Williams? Yeah, oh I, my I god! Be thinking that that wasn't his last name, but I just looked it up and it was. <laughs> That's so yeah, confusing. Yeah, Russell Williams was his name, and Jennifer Allen is such a basic name. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> so they didn't do their research with uh, police procedurals either, no. or they didn't even go on to whatsmyname.com and search <laughs> yeah. how many Jennifer Allens there are in the USA. <laughs> And then he drives directly to the address that the police scanner pulls up for Jennifer Allen, right? Which is in, like, San Jose. Yes. Yes, he goes to her parents' house. Oof. And, okay, I would like to compare this... uh, Okay, 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 okay. So you know how last week with hashtag Roxy, there's the one scene where... um, I forgot his name already. What's his name? Cyrano Cyrus? Um, Gets brutally beaten... Um, by the, the football players and it's like really dark and it's really harsh and you're like this does not match the tone of the film whatsoever yeah yes yeah so like they go so he goes to the allen house and like it's all dark and gross and like food's rotting and they fucking get to the parents bedroom and a la like hereditary no not hereditary a la um midsommar like midsommar fucking gruesome disgusting like the parents are dead with their like 
jaws ripped off? Question mark. Question yeah, mark. I don't question get mark. it. Is it like he slashed the- their throats and it like gaped open, or is it their mouths gaped open? And honestly, Lily, I was gonna ask you because I know you did a lot of research on decomposition on dead bodies. It, well, because yeah, okay. So I should probably explain why. Um, I I did a lot of research on decomposition because I wrote um a, a movie about um centered on a dead body a decomposing body a decomposing body and how it would get transported it was actually a comedy not gonna explain this anyway so i think from <laughs> what i could tell because i didn't want to pause on it it like depending on how long it's been and i don't think it's been longer than like what a month it couldn't have been right i would say like max two months okay even if it was max two months there's no way those bodies would look like that and also it truly looks like they had they're no like jaws. half rotted yeah they look fully rot they either look rotted or they look covered in like blood and gore it's disgusting all this is to say that it like does not match the weird thriller part of, of this film at all because like it's obviously a thriller but it's not like a horror film but that was so distinctly horror no. looking that i was like and that and then we see it one more time later that we'll get to but it's so out of tone with the rest of the film it's it really disturbing. like was jarring it's so disgusting and i actually think it's more jarring that it's never made clear how he killed them yes. because we never know what made them look like that <laughs> yeah no not at all it's very vague uh so yeah, to sum all that up, uh, fake Russell killed Jennifer's parents. <laughs> yeah. Is this where we get to see, like, flashback stuff? Or is that once Jennifer realizes things? Um, I think it's when... She realizes. Which is the next she scene. She realizes. She's getting very suspicious yes. at this point when we see her in the next scene. Yeah. Yeah, she is... It's the morning at the Jennifer Russell compound, <laughs> and she's trying to distract him while she's going through his stuff and she mm-hmm. finds her own uh id mm-hmm. and she, f- she what else does she find she finds her, her ID, own id and she doesn't know that is that it I th- no i think I she think just finds it. her id and then she steals his phone? phone doesn't she steal his phone yeah she takes his phone yeah yeah so she sends him out uh on a grocery yes, run because right. she says she wants to make them a dinner yeah, he's yeah. like i actually thought he's like you make a moving forward and she, i'm like how is she gonna remember how to make lasagna I'll, she doesn't even remember her maiden name <laughs> <laughs> um but i actually thought moving forward jennifer's attempts to get out of this house were very smart mm. yeah yeah um so she goes so he leaves to get groceries and she hears him l- lock her inside the room yeah, yeah which is insane which i was like how is he gonna explain that to her when he comes home mm-hmm. yeah and also why did he do it because he hasn't been doing it any other day and he doesn't know that she's suspicious of him right. at this point oh true yeah good question no answer <laughs> 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 but so it doesn't matter because she's able to pick the lock with a hairpin which yep. i always love in movies love good or that bad. there's no way that works every time um but so she goes downstairs and with her real id she's able to unlock his computer with her real name which is jennifer allen mm-hmm. yeah of co- and why would that my As, question is why would that be the password to his computer if he's a creepy stalker wouldn't he want it to be like her name with his name or something. Jennifer Garrity. Uh, Jennifer Garrity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because Garrity is too hard to spell. Yeah, that's fair. 
So as she's going through his computer, seeing all these images of her real life pre-Photoshop, mm-hmm. um, Allstate is at her former workplace finding out that she was actually engaged and then married to a co-worker named Russell Williams, but that Russell Williams is not the man that she's been living with. Nope. Yeah, it, it, it is all revealed at this point. Everything comes to a head here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we also find out that her stalker's real name is Ryan Garrity, uh, as I've said before, and that he was a co-worker who never talked to Jennifer or anyone. Yeah. And well, we find out about fired, this... Uh, don't you, you, when we first watched this, not to just, dis- this is a part of this. When we first watched this, Hannah, you <laughs> loved how like gossipy the guy in the office was telling all of this dish. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love these weird tertiary think, characters. Um, all the tertiary characters were great. And the guy was so, he was so cute, but he was so nosy because the cop was like, tell me more about their relationship. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, they were just so sweet. He's like, they did everything <laughs> together. And the cop says, who's that? And he goes, Ryan Garrity. And it was almost, he had almost like this affect where he's like, he was such a bitch. Everyone hated that guy. He wanted to talk shit. That is the vibe that we got, is that he talked to nobody, but upon leaving, he broke his boss's nose in four places. Yeah. Crunch alert. That counts. And he also... (laughs) (laughs) Um, And the coworker also says that he left two months ago. So I think this movie has taken place within two months. Mm. Sure, yeah. All right. And also, um, he says he says to the cop, he's like, I don't know if this would help, but I found a note that Russell wrote to Jennifer in his desk after they both left. Great. And he just gives it to him, and I was like, why did you keep this? <laughs> yeah, good question. <laughs> I like to think that this coworker was innocent. He was, like, kind of the the light to Ryan's dark where he was vicariously living through their relationship oh, but like in a nice way in like a nice way yeah he was standing them yeah he was uh, he was standing <laughs> um so Jennifer finds out that her husband is someone else at mm-hmm. home she attempts to escape the house oh awesome but she falls she falls down in the garden <laughs> uh and she sees the protruding hand of the guy that Ryan killed a week ago. Yep. Just so badly he smashes buried. her in the head with a rock. Yep. So Ryan reappears. He brains Brenda with this huge rock. <laughs> easily would have killed her in real life. Yeah, easily. Yeah. And I think he was trying to re-trigger her amnesia because oh, so the true. next time she wakes up, she, he's like, baby, what happened? You hit your head. Yeah. He's like, you fell. And if I'm, I'm not going to critique Brenda from here on, um, but if I'm her, I just like go along I, with it and I pretend I forget everything exactly that happened. That's exactly what I wrote. <laughs> I was like, I would yeah. either, by this point in the movie, I would either be like slowly winning over this guy's trust. I would have totally given yeah. up and had Stockholm syndrome or I'd be dead. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Do you think you would have had Stockholm Syndrome for this guy in particular? I would probably have Stockholm Syndrome for anyone. I think I'm very susceptible to Stockholm Syndrome. I have n- not <laughs> proven this, but I think that if it were oh to happen... Oh my god! <laughs> I think Lily and I have proven it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's true. We've gotcha. <laughs> um, but so... He forces Jennifer to take her medicine because she's freaking out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not her medicine, he right? It's her... like drugs. She's drug. He's drugging it's her. It's sedatives. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
and he ties her broken foot to the foot of the bed mm. and he tells her that everything's going to be fine mm-hmm. and he leaves the house again mm-hmm. yep the nurse from the hospital sees him in a parking lot <laughs> Uh, as he's collecting supplies. I for- I don't even remember what he was doing going out. Yeah. I'm still thinking about the lasagna. Oh, fuck. <laughs> still gotta do the lasagna. Um, but she, she's like, oh, Mr. Williams. And she knows at this point that, like, something shady is going mm-hmm. on. And that he's been evading the police and that nobody's seen Jennifer for weeks. Right. But she still approaches him like, hey, Mr. Williams, we miss you at the hospital. Yeah, her first move is not to get the plate number. It is to be like, I know something funny's going on. <laughs> yeah, she's like, because she talks to him very normally for like a couple of sentences. And then she's like, how about you tell me where Jennifer is? <laughs> and he's, and he says, he says something mean, but he's like, get off of my vehicle. Like, not terribly mean. And she's like, how dare you? Like, she's very <laughs> affronted by that. And then she calls the cops after he's already pulled away. Yeah. So I'm going to say this nurse needs a career change. <laughs> yeah. Um, when we watched this together, this part upset Anna a lot. Um, and once again, I had to turn the volume way down. Oh, yeah, of course. Brenda breaks her own foot to get out of the... Uh, chain that's holding her to the bed yeah that was crazy that was some capital a acting from brenda and that's bone crunch it was gnarly Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was a silent bone crunch for anna Mm -hmm. because she had it on you yep (laughs) (laughs) um but so she goes downstairs um hobbling obviously but she's still going pretty fast for someone Mm -hmm. with like a totally mangled foot yeah um, and she gets to the car in the garage. Oh, and she before she does that, though, she sits down and duct tapes her foot. Yep. Which, Which was powerful. Was <laughs> yeah, she duct tapes her foot. Um, she escapes into the garage, and she gets in the car looking for the keys, but she can't find them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russell comes home, opening the garage, and for no reason at all, it, she hides in the car successfully in the back seat. He doesn't know she's in there. Yeah. Um, and for no reason at all, he pops the trunk oh, right. and it, to reveal once again, another, real Russell's dead body. Yeah, in the same tone as the, like, not, I mean, not even as extreme, actually. But just, like, once again, a gruesome thing to see in a thriller, I still believe. Yeah. But my question was, Russell and her parents have been dead for the same amount of time. <laughs> and yet, why does Russell look more okay? And Russell looks a lot more okay. Yeah. Like, he still looks bad. But he's not decomposing. Maybe no, he did he's set not. Set them on fire and just didn't plan on them going out. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> Fuck. But then he just closed. He was just checking to make sure he was still in there. There was no reason for Ryan to open the trunk and see Russell. But it's for us to know that Russell is dead in there. Yeah. Um, and he must have been in there the whole time. God, mm-hmm. gross. Brenda somehow beats Ryan back up the stairs to pretend she's still tied to the bed. Which she does impressively. Yeah, she does really Mm -hmm. well. Um, And she pretends that she's been there the whole time, and he begins to check that she's still tied when Allstate rings the doorbell. Awesome. Yeah! And Ryan's like, like, we're busy right now, come back later. Uh, And Allstate goes 
you know, it's me, a police officer, you have to open the door. Ryan attempts uh, a stealth operation to sneak up on Allstate. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, Brenda has escaped back down the stairs again. She's signaling to Allstate that she has been kidnapped, Mm -hmm. proving his kidnapping theory. (laughs) It all comes together. Uh, And he comes to help her get out of the house, but then Ryan once again brains him in the head with a rock. Yep. That's his favorite trick. And then he... he this I, I actually have a note on this. I'm like, when is this man going to get a gun? He should know by now. <laughs> he has, has already. This person are a knife and, like, things with which he can inflict blunt force trauma. Oh, my God. But we know that he has a gun on him already because he had one with him in the car. Yeah. No, he had a True. knife. No, because the, the police were coming at him and he pulls out oh, a knife. That was a knife. You're I, right. I that was a, knife. was a gun. I was like, what is no, he that's a knife. This knife stabbed the police? Apparently so. <laughs> <laughs> but he goes for the rock once again and then he locks Allstate in a refrigerator? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why he didn't kill him. That's Killer 101. Yeah, agree. It. He's already not pulled any punches with real Russell or the parents, so... Nope. Why'd he stop IDK. here? Okay. Um, he picks up Jennifer again. He brings her back to the living room, because he knows she was trying to escape. And she's like, just tell me who you are, which is not the question I would have at this <laughs> no. point. No. Play the game. She, like... I know, and... He starts twisting her broken foot. Horrifying. Ugh. I also yeah, that was bad. It, even though I knew there was not going to be a bone crunch this time. Yeah. And she promises that she won't try to escape anymore. Yeah. Uh, he takes her back upstairs. I'm just motoring through this because I just want to get to the end. Because uh, <laughs> at this point, these... it all blurs together. Yeah. Yeah, because this chase scene, I think it is very suspenseful when you're watching it, but recounting it, they just go up the stairs and down the stairs and up the stairs and down the stairs. <laughs> <Scooby> Doo. <laughs> they use the same two rooms, which I wish they had like gone outside and used the pool, or they had done more stuff in the garage. Some they really variety. just used the two rooms. Right. Yeah. Um, he ties her to the bed again. And he, I actually liked this flashback where he was like, I know you better than anyone else. I got close to you for years. Oh my God. And it shows in flashbacks, like her having like real moments of sweetness and intimacy with her real fiance husband and him just like glaring at them from a distance (laughs) and never talking to her. Okay. But here's a big thing that I wanted to know is that like in this backstory and stuff, we get no like motive from Ryan. We get no reason why he's crazy. We get no like childhood issue we get no no like reason for his not even a insanity issue. no no issues at all we just like are like oh here's a guy who is obsessed with this girl so decides to kill her entire family like there is nothing he really, he really just thinks jennifer's pussy is that great yeah and it might be and it might be but i also thought it was very interesting because obviously he's white and she's chinese and that's not a factor in the movie at all no. no, and it very much should be. Which maybe is, like, more woke, but also uh, <laughs> I think it, it can't, it can't, you can't divorce that dynamic that he's a white man and he's, no. like, kidnapped this Chinese woman for sex. No. Like, yeah. <laughs> 100%. Um, but so, I, I actually liked the flashback sequence a lot where he's like, I know you better than anyone else, and he's obviously out of earshot for all of her conversations. <laughs> Um, 
And he says that he killed, uh, after she married Russell, he killed her parents, her husband, and he was planning on killing her, uh, including in the hospital after she got hit by the car. Right. Until he found out she had full amnesia. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which doesn't make sense, because I think it would have made a lot more sense and been smarter to kill her in the hospital before she woke up. Yeah. Because if she sees you and screams, you're going to be restrained by the doctors. Yeah. Yeah. He's making all these mistakes, rookie mistakes as a murderer. Yeah, he's not very good at this whole killing thing. No. Um, and then he leaves Jennifer alone again uh, to get her water. And ties her with a rope, right? Yeah, and she uses the Darling Russell lighter uh, to burn the rope so and escape again. So poignant, that is. I feel like is. he would have smelled, but he did not. Yeah. Um, also... So she burns her way out of the ropes. He comes back into the room, and she smashes him on the head with a flower vase. Awesome. Once again, Thriller and 101, she should have stabbed him with, like, the broken shards right That's there. what I wrote, too. Yeah. Hmm. I was like, if I was in this situation, I'm killing him while he's unconscious. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's the same way I feel about, uh, I, I guess, spoilers for the TV show You. But at the end of you, when the girl's trying to escape, she just like he she knocks him unconscious like twice, but never like kills him, knowing that he will kill her if he she he wakes up in time. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. So I think so. I understand that speed is an issue here, but I think she just should have killed him, especially because she's still limping hard on those feet. Yeah, hard. He's gonna catch up the second he wakes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, Brenda escapes from the room into the woods, but he follows her easily. And once again, bookends to the beginning and end of the movie, her gasping is way too loud Mm -hmm. and he can find her instantly. Also at this point when like they're chasing each other and then Allstate breaks out of the, um, fridge and the three of them are like circling each other in the woods was very Midsummer Night's Dream. It was awesome. (laughs) It was very, it was very poetic. (laughs) You're right. Mm-hmm. And then they all fall in love. Yeah. And they all fall in love. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he obviously catches up to Brenda. Ryan does because she's still limping hard. Yeah. Um, and he attempts to shoot her with a gun. But before he can, uh, Allstate tackles him. Thanks, Allstate. Yeah. Thanks, Allstate. And they rest and knocks the gun out of his hands. Yeah. And they're wrestling, they're wrestling, and then Jennifer picks up the gun and shoots Ryan, like, four times. Dude, no, okay, specifically, she shoots Ryan in what looks like the heart, and then Ryan keeps <laughs> going. And you're like, whoa, 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 is he some sort of fucking inhuman beast? And then she shoots him, like, one more time in the stomach and he goes down. Yeah. I and then, and then that. Yeah, that, that was terrifying to me. Well, he also, like, doesn't cry out in pain or anything when she shoots him. He just looks, like, mildly surprised. Yeah, got nothing from that. So, uh, she starts crying because she's killed someone. Um, Allstate comes over and hugs her. And we see how tiny she is compared to him. She which is I thought little. they had a very cute... Yeah. yeah, it was actually very sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, it's all okay. It's not, obviously. <laughs> no, really it's bizarre. not Okay. Um, there is a flash forward three months. And it's a hard cut. Her... Is what it is. 
It's a hard cut. Yeah, I was... I wasn't even sure if they were going to tell us how much time had passed. I was, like, waiting with bated breath. Yeah. So Brenda, we find out, is returning to San Jose. Mm-hmm. Um, I think to go back to work? I don't know why she would go back to San <laughs> yeah, Jose. Yeah, I would not want to go back there. Um, she has just been released from the hospital. <laughs> so Again. Uh, she's visiting Allstate because he is moving to a senior community. Also, we learn that he is healed from his trauma of having a dead daughter because he's giving away all the toys he oh, bought no. her. And, and, and once again, I must question why that mattered at all. Yeah. At why point. that was a part of his storyline at all. Yeah, it makes no sense. I actually thought, I thought the ending was kind of sweet, except it was confusing because Brenda goes to visit him yeah. and they hug when they see each other. And she's like, I wanted to thank you for everything and say goodbye before I move back to San Jose. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I actually, I'm glad because I wanted to see you before I moved to the senior community. Um, and he's like, are you going to be okay? And she's like, yeah, are you? Yeah. Uh, and he gives her the note that he got from her coworker that right. was from Russell before he died. The real, the Russell. real Russell. The real Russell. Yeah. And in, in, yeah. su- in the subtitles for the film, when, when they started reading out the letter, it said uh, real Russell. And I loved that. and also the letter you could see written on the outside it's just terrible handwriting yeah it's rough handwriting and i'm like yeah i thought i liked it actually because i'm like that is boy handwriting no it is boy handwriting that is true you're like yes um but also the letter is written by someone who obviously knows they're going to die because he says no matter what happens next (laughs) (laughs) i hope you know i will always love you exactly that was the thing about it is like that was the end of the film was her driving and and like the voiceover of the letter being read out and it's like there was nothing new from it there was no like it was just like i love you and if i die hey we'll get through it it was so like (laughs) it was so unreasonably um concerning for the end of the film i think yeah well before we wrap things up uh on the recap i just want to say i think it's especially concerning because we don't know if she ever got any of her memories back (laughs) fuck you're so right oh my god that's even worse because the only one she recovers that we ever see her remember our wedding and accident as we know (laughs) and she once she gets back her phone she's able to watch videos of herself with her husband but we don't see her like recovering those memories she's just watching a video right yeah oh no (laughs) so i was i was a little concerned because she's like driving away to san jose i'm like she doesn't remember anything does she even remember how to drive (laughs) (laughs) oh no Right, <laughs> I actually thought it was a very somber end to the film. Yeah, it is kind of grim. Because her entire family is dead. Her husband is dead. She is now uh, the only person she's connected to she's moving away from. Oh. And she, she quit her old job. And now that she has amnesia, will they even let her back in if she doesn't remember how to do it? <laughs> well, hopefully, theoretically, her friends in Hawaii will come back and be like, a lot's happened, huh? But were they real? Was he just going to hire some people to pretend to be these people? <laughs> he didn't think that I far think ahead. an awful sequel could be made to this movie where, like, she looks for her friends, but she still has amnesia, so she can't recognize them, and she gets tricked again. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> uh, 
Okay, so that was uh, Secret Obsession. It's a clean 97 minutes on Netflix, clean. but it feels like a lot longer. Feels like a because lot the longer. Ending sequence, the ending sequence feels like it drags a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and for our wrap-up for this episode, I want to ask you guys the same question. Do you guys think this movie could be saved and made into a good movie, or do you think it's kind of a camp masterpiece the way that it is? I um, don't think this can be made better. Yeah, like, I was going to say, you'd have to really yeah. shift the premise completely, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think it's too, it's too both simple and complicated at the same time. That I don't, like, I think <laughs> that it, it, there's no way to fix it without creating more problems. Yeah. <laughs> so it must, it, it, yeah. it must stand alone as it is. Yeah, I think there's no hope. I think they would have to have thrown some sort of, like, woven some other sort of twist into the plot and made it less obvious. But, like, there's, I can't even, I can't even begin to process how they might do that. Yeah, me either. I... I think I agree. I think there's too much and too little to change. But I think something I would want to do out of, like, pure curiosity is, like, change the posters for the movie so it's not obvious he's the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I wouldn't change the movie at all. I would just, like, remove him from the posters and then see what people would think. That'd be interesting. And maybe name it something different than Secret Obsession. (laughs) Secret Obsession. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because I think that could potentially, like, turn the whole thing around if you don't know he's her stalker from the jump. Yeah, Yeah, probably. This is also the kind of bad movie that I did love the first time we watched it, and it is definitely bad, but it's not the kind of bad movie that I would want to watch probably more than once. (laughs) Yeah, I think I I would agree. I realized realized watching it that it wasn't nearly as fun to watch it alone. Like, I still had a lot of fun rewatching hashtag Roxy because I noticed a lot of new right. things. Mm-hmm. But I think rewatching this movie just made me frustrated because it only made me more confused. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, the good news is we never have to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Oh, man. Oh, Thanks, Brenda God. Song. Thanks, Brenda Song. You were really good yeah. in this and in the social network. Yeah, I actually think Brenda Song was doing... A pretty good job with what she had. She was doing her best, exactly. Oh, I actually, I actually think all three performances in this are yeah. great. Yeah, I yeah, think so too. Bad. Actually, I don't think any of them are bad. Yeah, I think it's just the script, <laughs> and yeah. that's not their fault. Hmm. All right, uh, I think that wraps it up for this episode of Bad Time Movie Club. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Um, If you're listening, please give us a rating and a review wherever you are tuning in. You can follow us at Bad Time Movie Club on Instagram and Bad Time Club on Twitter. And we hope you join us next week for another Bad Time movie. Woohoo! Yes! Bye! All right, I'm. Bye!